Hey guys, guess what? Robin here with some very good news. Jamie and I are going to be doing a live taping of If These Ovaries Could Talk. The event is on Friday, May 18th at 6.30 p.m. at the New York LGBT Center. We have some amazing guests. You are not going to want to miss this because the Abbeys, who were the stars of Bravo's hit TV show, Newlyweds, are going to be with us, and they're going to be sharing their journey to parenthood. Um, you need to register in advance for tickets, though, okay, because the seats are limited. So head over to our website, which is ovariestalk.com, and there's a little uh, tab up there that says live taping. So click on that, and that's going to help you register for tickets. And you know what, guys? We hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you have landed on If These Ovaries Could Talk. I, by the way, people are going, that's my favorite radio show. I just saw that a comment on our Facebook page. I love that. That's like, like what my mom says. Like, maybe it was your mom. <laughs> it might be. There well, we go, talking about my mom again. By the way, I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. <laughs> Jamie's mom is also sometimes present, but she's not a host. I just talk about her a lot. A lot. I love her. So that's nice. <laughs> so today is a, a really, I'm excited about today's episode because mm. we have um, a gay dad who, so we got a dude. We got it. We got a guy. We got some male energy. We've been needing this. Uh, uh, and you might have noticed that hole if you've been listening. You've been, <laughs> that's so wrong. <laughs> so I, I'm excited to hear it's not as easy for them to have babies. And I'm excited to hear his path, like how he goes about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know as much about what they have to go through to get mm -hmm. a baby as I do about the lesbians. So yeah. And he's going to focus on surrogacy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a more technical term for it, but that's, that's the gist. And I so, feel like we're going to hear the gist from him. So let's bring him in. All right. Let's go, David. Hello. 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 <laughs> we're starting David. Okay. David's with us today, and we are super, what do I always say, super jazzed. Super jazzed. To hear your story. <laughs> no, really, we are. We, we I, really I are. I say that too much. Um, so so you're in the hot seat, and we want, so I, I guess we want you to tell us a little bit about you, like an elevator pitch of you, and you're sort of speaking on behalf of your, your partner, Billy? Yes. So... I feel like I want to hear him and the story of him and Billy. What do you think, Jamie? I, I think so. Yeah. Give us your, you know, your relationship elevator pitch. So Tell our listeners know you in a nutshell. Okay. So um, our log line is that I am a 50-year-old millennial. <laughs> <laughs> and as a millennial. Um, do you say that all the time? As, as a millennial. As a millennial. And people are like, what? I was going to say, do they get you? Or are they like, well, you're not. Well, you know, people talk about millennials as if they're still 24, and yeah. they're actually not. Um, and Billy is uh, the rock of the relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something I think might be beautiful about him. He is my anchor and my North Star. Oh, that? that is beautiful. I love that. Um, well, you have, I mean, my understanding, what I have read, is you've got a pretty interesting story about uh, making a non-traditional family. But I guess... Jamie and I were talking before you got here. We'd love to hear, did you want to have kids? Like, I mean, I'm fascinated by, um, as a 50-year-old millennial, you know, a lot of gay men, you know, catchy, I tell you. Of, of our age weren't having kids. Yes. So could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, so I'm going to be very honest tonight. Oh, please okay. do. This is a first. You it's, should always If you be. could cry, that would also be super good, too. <laughs> we haven't had anyone cry yet. Tom Coppola cried. Oh, he did. He did. He cried like a baby. But I also, it. David, you're our first gay dad. 
Really? Yes. You are. Oh my god. Okay, so, so I am not the model first gay dad who had a kid. I'm just letting you know. So I'm gonna tell you my oh, story. Good. Okay. Oh, good. I don't think there is better. any, you know. No, no, there's not. We'll see. No. Um so I didn't want to have kids, mostly because I never thought that was an option. It didn't occur to me. My experience was again as a fifty year old millennial, <laughs> I lived half of my life in the deep south. I was an Air Force brat, and we literally moved every two years to increasingly horrible places. So we started (laughs) off uh, in the New York area, but then went down to Maryland, and then Andrews Air Force Base, and then to Texas, and then to Mississippi and Georgia. Great places for a young gay man to come. Yeah, I mean, no judgment on those who live there, but... (laughs) Well, you know, I'm always the one. To- She's no, always trying to make sure we don't lose listeners. It's fine. <laughs> no, but when I'm I, like, they but, hate me already. It's fine. No, but I say those places with such, you know, uh, you know, intoning dark things because um, it was the 70s and 80s and the early 90s that I was down there. And so I feel that the gay guys who are my age and women also that we didn't it, we weren't as free to come out of the closet until later yeah. like yep. I was I was 28 and that was still pretty daring for me yeah. and where I was mm-hmm. um where were you when you came out um I had just moved to Atlanta from Mississippi so oh. I thought you know I packed up my Honda Accord drove six <laughs> hours east to freedom because in the 90s Atlanta was yeah. it wasn't only it wasn't only the black cultural center of uh, you know music and everything mm-hmm. at a time. It was also like the gay hub yeah. of the South. It was, it was when it was Hotlanta. Exactly, Hotlanta. Yeah. And the Olympics were there, and I got a job at Turner Broadcasting, so I was sort of in TV-ish behind the scenes. And um, so I came out at 28. And so, so for what is still half of my life, as a millennial who's 50, <laughs> I, I was in I was in. We're going to clo- turn that into a drinking game. Exactly. Drink. I was in the closet, and so what... So, the reason I told you I moved around so much, so the combination of always being in a new place where I didn't fit in, plus being gay at the time that I was, uh, my MO had always been, and it still is this way residually, sort of really polite like a Southerner, you know, very friendly, but not sharing as much right. as I get. So sure. I was um, always getting information and people opening up to me and we were all good friends and I had this other life which was yeah. in my head you know wasn't telling anybody yeah. so were you the guy that they didn't like they told everything to but they didn't even realize that they didn't ask you a question I'm still that guy yeah <laughs> I'm still that guy I, I gotta so, tell I'm you, so David, surprised you sent us to the podcast a lot of times too. right yeah I mm-hmm. mean this is what happened this is what you do for everyone who wants to know so someone <laughs> will say oh my god that person I can't believe it can you believe that and then all I have to do is say yeah. yeah, and then boom, that's no, sort of... No, you know what I say? What? That's crazy. <laughs> that's what I do. I, I'm, I'm on to you now, it. Jamie. Now I'm going to know every time you're doing that to me. One person said to me, you know, and I've never forgotten this because I think it is sort of how I am. They say, you know, you have this sort of knack for getting people to pop the hood open. And I was like, I that do? That sounds dirty. I know, exactly. But the problem is, like, I spent most of my life not doing that back. Yeah. Mm. And so... That's been something in my relationships that we've had to deal with. And then when it came time to try to have a kid or want to have a kid, Billy was open and honest from day one. And we've been together 
15 or 16 years. I know I'm, I'm, wow. I know I'm supposed to know that, but it's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, every couple we, that, that we interview, one of them knows it and the other one never yeah, does. That's true. I'm that one. I'm the one who doesn't know anything. I get it. Um, he was very forthright about, I want kids. I always want kids. And I just was thinking, oh, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> and um, so He'd it probably was, change his yeah. mind. So, it was a long, so this is a really long convoluted way to say that I had... Um, a lot of shame just about yep. my everyday feelings and thoughts and opinions. And so to have a child is mm. so public yep. and so social. Yes. And I wasn't ready for that. And um, it was really hard. How did he get you there? Um, he, how did he get me there? You know, Or he, did you get you there? I think I got me there because um, I, whether this is a good reason or not, there is no way that I could let him down like that. And there's no way that I could have just, there's too big of a compromise for me to ask him. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. And then ironically, given my little sob story I've given you, I was used (laughs) to like giving 10 to get five. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was like, sure. If that's what you want, I'll do it for you. Did you have secret concerns or fears that you would go forward and then be like, what did I do? I was. I guess they're not going to be secret if you tell me now, but. Well, our daughter was born in California, November 20th of last year. That's my son's birthday. It's it's the best birthday. What? Wait, your kid is on the same birthday? Yes. Uh, The same year, the same exact day. Yes. Yeah. Not the same year, right? Son, yes, yeah, yes, her no, son, son and she just had a baby. Born. No way. Yeah. <laughs> he's like in the other Yeah. I was like, oh, lots of November 20th. Really? Last November like, 20th? Yeah. He's three, almost four months. Yeah. Oh my God, that's great. Oh my God, what are the chances? What are the 100%. chances? 100%. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> that's terrific. Yeah. So. Okay, back to under your hood. So on the 19th, uh-huh. you were probably thinking whatever you were thinking, and I was thinking, <laughs> I have to get out of here. I can't believe I've done this. Like really nerves, lots of nerves. And though, so just to jump ahead for a second so you don't think I'm such an asshole is um, (laughs) the moment, the moment that she was born, all of the the worry and anxiety and the stress over all the time and the bazillions of money, monies that I don't have were spent. Mm -hmm. It all just sort of receded immediately oh. it was i've That's never a common had thread which is nice you know david like humanity. I, I, I didn't have that with my first board <laughs> <laughs> i was still freaked out i went home and cried all night really yeah listen true. it happens yeah it happens love love them both to death now but yeah you no know, i understand we all have our different let's no, just definitely. let's just stare, stare at jamie awkwardly now <laughs> <laughs> no but it was also for me though um Probably what saved me from maybe feeling the way you did was, first of all, I didn't carry anyone or was around anyone who carried someone Mm -hmm. because we live in New York and our gestational carrier was in Southern California. So the whole, on top of everything I've sort of intimated about the drama and the work it took, it also remained incredibly abstract the entire time. I would imagine. Because I don't really go to California every week. Sure. Right? right? So it was sort of... texts here and there and it was all very strange and abstract it was like oh I'm having a kid but there was no evidence of it around me other than all the bills 
which well, I didn't really <laughs> curl up with those, right? I didn't really like, <laughs> sort of, you, know, you know, like stroke the bills. You didn't put the headphones on the, the bills, bills, you know, right? headphones oh. for the music. Someday you're going to be out here, Bill. <laughs> Tummy time with the bills. <laughs> so, so, but we need to dig into yeah, yeah. this whole process because it's a little different for you than it was yeah. for us and everybody we've talked to so far because... Oh. It's mostly been... Um, Whose hopper do you put the, the les- business it's in? It's been lesbians having babies. Anyone uh, as reluctant as I was? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. good. Totally. Good. There's been lots of journeys. Lots of like people saying, which I think a common thread of, I didn't think it was a possibility, so I didn't consider it right. until one person was yeah. like, we're doing it. Yes. I actually also never thought that I would be in a long-term relationship. I never thought that I would uh, own an apartment. I never thought that I would have a job like did I you just think never... you were just gonna live in a car <laughs> like you had very low expectations I really didn't I I swear I, you know it's as as successful and blessed as I've been I couldn't I can't imagine why I never had a plan I just never had a plan <laughs> and not like oh yeah well and I'm not a oh we all work out person I right. just was like in my head daydreaming as I am now while I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I love hearing that, David, that you didn't have a plan and you never thought you were going to do all the stuff you've done. Because you always hear the people who are like, I was successful because I, I did this and that and this and that and this and that. I mean, we're off topic right now, but I, I find it refreshing to hear you say that oh, you're good. successful and you had no plan. Good job. Okay, thank you. Thank well, you. Way to go. I mean, it's really hard to disappoint. If, you do, if <laughs> anything works out, you're like, oh, Kind of how I live my life. Low bar. Look, look, Low bar. Look, look what happened. <laughs> so, all right. So, you now know you guys are going to have a baby. You've said yes. He's said yes. And how did you make a decision about how you were going to go about this? Like, did you consider adoption? Like, what did you do? So, we considered what I think is everything or the big three adoption through uh, an agency, mm-hmm. adoption via a lawyer and surrogacy. So I know that there's there's foster care, there's other things to do. So but for us it was the three. Okay. Um I have to, yes. what is adoption via a lawyer? Um an adoption via a lawyer is an adoption lawyer. I have to explain yeah. Yeah, is that all diff- of that. Is that different from Yes, an adoption lawyer sort of It's not like buying a baby a little bit. Yes. That's, it's kind of like they go out and broker it, right? What? Yeah. Yes, via the penny savers, which actually what? still exist. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people do that, and God bless them. Um, a lot so, of gay people? Or yeah, well, a lot people of people. All over. A lot, a lot of people. Okay. It's, um, it's much faster. It's about the same, from what I understand, it's roughly the same price as an adoption. If I you feel do like that was in the movie Juno. That's I remember seeing that. Like, that she, was an open adoption, no, wasn't it? No, no, no she uh, was like a penny saver thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I have never heard this term. Um, So this, so the path that we took goes back to a lot of what I was saying about my personality and being closeted and the shame of it all because Mm -hmm. to me, the surrogacy route, ironically, was the least publicly intrusive. Hmm. So, and, but it was still... Unpack that for corporate terms. That's the new thing. Remember 10 years ago, we all were forced to say robust. Now it's we're unpacking things. So we started with adoption as the option, which is what I wanted to do. And I thought that if I was going to have a baby, that adoption was the, um, to me, the, the best, the mo- these are just how I felt, the most noble and the most, yep. um, uh, you know, compassionate thing to do. 
Uh, it's almost like recycling. Yes. <laughs> so like reducing. Like it's a little bit. It's a green baby. So, oh yeah, no, in that sense, yes. Um, and so we went to this uh, adoption fair. Mm-hmm. And so it was in a hotel in upstate New York, and it was really cold. And I remember saying to Billy, um, okay, game face, be really smiling and nice because we're two gay guys. I'm positive. Gotta it's going to win. Gonna, it's going to, exactly. It's going to be mostly heterosexual couples. Mm-hmm. And let's just like, we just have to seem like we're adoptive ready. And um, we walked in and what I didn't realize, at least in my experience, is that for a lot of the heterosexual couples who are there, this was their last resort, whereas it oh. was our first experience right and Big difference. was it sad vibe it was um yeah I I yes it was it was a sad vibe I felt that um uh, some of the wives were um just a little like you know sad and really determined and mm-hmm. it wasn't about being friends with everybody because what I realized is with an adoption agency in this instance it actually there is a finite pieces of the pie mm-hmm. Right. Meaning that the agency only has X amount of um, potential pregnant women who want to enter, you know, uh, give their babies to up for adoption. Mm -hmm. And those women um, pick the couple. So you Mm -hmm. so what I didn't realize is that I was actually in competition with everyone in there. If you entered in the Mm. process, because you have to do your book and you have to circulate your book of, you know, your life. Uh, um, and then the the um, the woman who you have yet to meet, she goes through the books and she picks the she picks the couple based on the book, just from the book, from the book at oh. first, and then it proceeds from there. And that's that's pretty standard. And this was a nonprofit agency. I don't have any experience with a for profit agency. I want to be clear about that. So you really are in competition, and so I don't want to be in competition. Right. Sort of ever. Um, <laughs> Me either. I just you, you guys know, are like the same person. We like are if, so similar. I'm like, if you really want it, you go ahead. I'm yeah. how you I have am. it, right? Um, Meanwhile, I'm like rolling up my sleeves, and I'm like, <laughs> we got this, <laughs> right? I want to be very clear. I'm not laid back. I'm just like, I don't want to fight because <laughs> I feel you. I think I overcorrect because I'm really like, I want this. Um, and so mm-hmm. that made me feel uncomfortable, plus the residual shame that I've told you about earlier. And it just wasn't a good experience, even though everyone there who was running the agency and a couple of the couples were, that we met were lovely. But it was mostly none of us talking to one another. Yeah. And I didn't really want to do a kumbaya, yeah. but I thought that we would and I would be uncomfortable. But yeah. instead it was worse. It was no kumbaya. Nobody wants to. Yeah. And that was that was really strange. And then like, they, this looks like an it sounds like an acting audition, like waiting in the everyone just sizing each other up and being like, Are you taking my part? Yeah. It is an audition. Yeah. It yeah. really is. It's heart that's I, I mean I'm heartbroken to hear that. I mean this that's, was, this was my that, experience. That's and a you lot know, of people's reality Exactly. Yeah. And they have to do that to get a baby. Yes. But yes. what happened was, um, so what happened was, at the end what of the happened? day, <laughs> there were a number of couples who were like, I'm ready to sign up right now. Mm-hmm. And there were a number of couples who were noncommittal. And then there were a couple of us, us included, obviously, we were like, thanks for playing. We love, we, you know, we love the buffet. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, so it really was the right thing for a lot of people. Now, the other reason that it didn't work out for us is because... It, it, there is 
an, an open-ended time limit. Yeah. You're really waiting to yep. be chosen. So we have friends who use the same agency where they had been waiting for three years. Now, oh. this one couple I'm talking about, the three-year couple, it did happen for them yeah. shortly after that. Was it men? Yes, mm-hmm. two men. Um, and it was... But it was three years. Yeah. And so at the time... And there's uh, like, you get the call and then they're like, oh, never mind. Yes. Like the, it's like a heartbreaking path for... It's hard. It is. Mm. It's really hard. And at the time, I was 46 going on 47. And so ironically, I was like, I don't have time to wait for three years. Mm-hmm. And I ended up waiting for three years <laughs> with the path that I took. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I also didn't want to make a book of myself. <laughs> like I don't make those Apple phone... David, those no Apple joke. iBooks. When you said you have to make the book, I got to a really... Uh, <laughs> high stress level just thinking about having to do that we are the same person <laughs> I would not want to make a book I would just make Mary no, make the book she me. does oh stuff. Robin right. you would make that book so fast I would just, I'm words Mary's pictures you guys they would it would be like it's true I mean, who am I kidding an We'd encyclopedia have a, size a glossy book <laughs> the books the books were beautiful and the books the other problem <laughs> I, the other so problem I had stressed. with the books which is the beauty of the books to be fair to everyone who goes through that process is the books are so earnest mm. which is lovely I'm not an I can't no. I can't do that but it's you know it's different for everyone I would just want to stress that and this was like too different for me mm-hmm. so um, the other thing this agency did which I thought was very smart and it was definitely not was for us it was definitely not for us was they bring in as they should different types of people who've gone through the process on either side of it mm. so they brought in a lovely couple heterosexual white couple and their adoptive son and they told their story and then the next person who came in was um a woman who seemed a little um high energy who told a story of how she's she on the coke she didn't realize she was pregnant until she went to the hospital feeling <gasps> very ill and gave birth and that oh, she no, i feel bad for saying that she probably was on drugs she put the i don't know she had she had orange hair. She, um, <laughs> I don't know how you can go nine months without she, knowing you're she, pregnant. I, I, she Something's had going her, on there. There's she, a whole TV show about that. It yeah, happens. I've seen that. Happens a lot in the yeah. toilet. There's a TV show, show about that? Yes. It's Robin, on like Lifetime. You know what? You could, get a, you could get a call to be on that show to be in a reenactment, <laughs> and, and they're going to put you in a toilet. Do you know I was in a reenactment of? And America's Most Wanted. Oh, hi. Oh. <laughs> uh, celebrity ghost stories and also Monsters Inside Me. And it's a lot of big hands acting, as I call it. <laughs> never do it. Never again. Okay. okay. So this woman, um, her daughter was adopted. And it's all open adoptions that this agency yep. does. So now she is in the life of this couple mm. and she lived, she moved next door. Then there was to them. I know. And then there was another couple, which is interesting. It was um, next door. a man and a woman. She um, was pregnant, gave her baby to adoption because the husband didn't want the baby. And even though it happened years ago, you could tell that she was conflicted about it. Uh-huh. And I could actually get emotional about it now. I mean, also putting a lot of my own stuff into it. I mean, she was that was her choice, and she made that. But I just, you know, the parade of difference. Yeah. But with the, again, back to the shame thing, it was also open. And so I these... The thought of having all the, the, I call them the home invasions, but the, um, mm-hmm. when they, you know, especially for yeah. the, especially for the gay guys, just mm-hmm. like coming in and seeing, you know, the government comes in, you know, everyone's involved. Yep. It's the agency, the government, mm. um, the adopt, you know, the, the, the birth mother, everybody 
it was just too much. Yeah. So we left. Yeah. We left around 4 p.m. and we went right to bed and we slept until 11 a.m. the next day just because like we were just emotionally decompressing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so that didn't work out, but that was okay. And so then um, another friend of Billy's said, well, you could try a lawyer. And so we went to see this lawyer, and it was roughly the same price. And to me, this was the most harrowing experience of them all. And it is only my experience. But we walked in, and she was uh, very nice. The office was covered, every space of it, all the all the um, the walls with the little wallet size photos of the kids that she that and, she had placed that she oh. had placed. But it was so many of them that it was it didn't seem celebratory. It just seemed like gratuitous. Just like a, it was a lot, and I just remember this is not what happened, it's but like I remember it like in the the de- you know in the detective. <laughs> No, in the detective room with the lights swinging oh, right, and someone right, right. smoking yeah. Yeah. and she's yes. like leaning in and none of that happened, but I just <laughs> That felt, was the vibe. That was the vibe. And she basically said, I'm going to get you a baby. Well, no, this was, this was what she said. She said a bunch of stuff. I wasn't listening. And then- Because you were just staring at creepy baby photos. You were just like- I was like, wow, this is really overwhelming. And then this is what she said. Here's what you have to know. And I said, oh. okay. 85% of the birth moms chain smoke. And the other, the 15% are lying mm. about smoking. I said, okay, 75% of them are on methadone. Oh, and, I, and I said, why? And she looked at me, she goes, are you serious? And then she explained why. I was like, oh. And then she said, I can get you a baby in six months. Just like that. I said, yeah, okay. I can get you, yeah. And I said, okay. And then, so the methadone <sighs> scared me. Um, and again, this was three years ago, so I wasn't as as aware of the tragedy of the opioid crisis yeah. that I am yeah. now, I, yeah. I felt like it was, now it's reached critical mass yes. and there's all the documentaries and we know so much more. But three years ago, I know I know I should have been more with it, but I was like, what? Methadone? I don't understand. Yeah. And But this really got me. She goes, here's what you need to do. Do you have a, a phone in your home? I said, no, we got rid of our landline. She goes, get a landline, get a dedicated number. Someone needs to be manning it all the time. You're going to put out an ad in the Penny Saver and all like in all the Midwest and Nevada and all those places, and you're going to get calls. And some of them are going to be people shaking you down for money. Some of them are going to be people just seeing oh my if God. they can like get into your, <laughs> ingratiate themselves into your lives. And then some, one may be golden, but you got to take those calls. I'll prep you on the conversation, and we'll go from there. Oh and God. I remember going... I actually am never going to work with you at all. Again, my experience, I can't imagine that they're all like that. Yeah. So in one way, I do appreciate how frank she was. Sure. But she wasn't a good salesperson. Yeah. <laughs> right? It really was scary. Yeah, she was like weeding out the people who are, you know, how badly do you want a baby from this way? Yeah, and obviously she helped a lot of people. And um, first of all, six months was way too fast. Yeah. And I just, again, it was that having so many people in the process was just not, you know, Billy had no problem with the people in the process. He goes, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't to just have that conversation with so many strangers and also to constantly sort of present myself as the perfect person yep. mm-hmm. when for so long I hadn't thought I was even remotely of any worth, yeah. you know, growing yep. up the way that I did. It just was, it was just too much. So we settled on. It's just. I'm sorry yeah, to I'm interrupt. Sorry. It's just interesting. I didn't. I never thought about this. Gay men, you have to have multiple Help. people in the process. We don't. Yeah. 
we it's can because we can buy sperm online. Yeah, yes. and, and we have to have a doctor. You know, well, you don't even have to have a doctor in the process. Most of no, us you do. Don't. Um, in but, the early in the to get pregnant, you actually don't need a doctor. No, you don't. And we've talked to people who didn't. Yeah. Um, but you have to. It's, it's a hard road. Of, it it outs you so hugely. It does. And again, someone who maybe is my exact age and is a millennial and <laughs> Another you know millennial. lived in a progressive town or didn't but didn't give a crap, you know, I'm sure his experience is much different and he could be listening to this going like what a like a, a douchebag so. who, you know, well, it's oh, just but more this like just what me. you have to go through. Like it's like you you have to be dependent on other people whereas we like we could like have the conversation of like do we want to maybe bring in another man who could be a part of our family but that's like a luxury if we get to discuss yes. it whereas if we don't want to we just don't have to yes. and you have to rely on someone else in all of these scenarios yes definitely that that's hard and an interesting little twist on this point which you made so well is um what we learned at the agency is that uh birth mothers are not all of them, of course, but there is a, a large percentage of them who are more willing to uh, place their baby with two men than really? with two women or with a heterosexual couple. Why do you think that is? Well, I don't, I don't have any... I know what I'm told, and I haven't... like. It's not my thought. It's what I was told, which is that, um, that, that, a, that a birth mother is more likely to want to give her child to two men rather than to a relationship where there is a woman, another woman there. So she's essentially replacing herself, which she doesn't want to do. So yeah. it just, it just shows you the, the conflict that the birth mothers go through. Yeah. Even, you know, uh, even though, if it's subconscious, it's, you know, the flip side. So as, as invasive, um, as it is for men, cause we have to have so many people involved at the same time, they'll tell you, Oh, your chances are better. Mm, that's in interesting. terms of adoption. Hmm. So it was all it was all harrowing. It's so, so tough. It really on was all on all fronts. So, yeah, Ugh. and that was really why we decided on surrogacy. We did not want. It was not important for either of us to have um, a child who is genetically one of ours, and um, because I just I didn't. Never occurred to me. I, yeah. I, first of all, I never thought I'd have a kid. I didn't. It wasn't important to me. Like, oh, is she mine? Is she Billy's? You know, yeah. it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, but surrogacy, unfortunately, was the most expensive, mm-hmm. but it was the most private. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Still not very private, but out of the other two options I described, it was the most private for us. Wow. So, how'd you find your lady? Um, so we had three. It's funny that you had to like look for a lady. Like, a yeah, man, go like... through that whole because I don't know anything about this process. <laughs> really? No, I don't. I'm sad to say, I don't know. So, so there are. So what you do is you find another agency. So we had an agency, lots of agencies. Agencies. Um, <laughs> we had an agency in California. So um, through a friend of a friend of a friend, Billy knew of this agency, and so we were just like, they're all, they're all fine. Let's just use the one in California. Also, California has the most progressive laws for 
surrogacy. Hmm. So, for example, which was important to us, first of all, it's illegal in New York because Baby M back in the early 80s. It's illegal? Yes. Surrogacy. So when I say surrogacy, what I really mean in my case is gestational carrier, but colloquially everyone says sur- surrogacy. So mm-hmm. a gestational carrier is a woman who carries a fertilized, you know, an embryo that is um, not her egg. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a surrogate, legally, it is that woman's egg. Oh. Okay, so, but, but, and that was you, in Baby M, wasn't it? It yes. was her, and she wanted to keep the baby, right? Yes, and right. that is why it's a, ever since it's been illegal in New York. And so then the next step in the process is you interview young women who want to be your gestational carrier. And the agency at the time we joined them um, was a little, the town was a little dry, and they didn't have a lot of surrogates for us. So we're like, oh, we're waiting, we're waiting. And so we ended up, liking, I'm doing air quotes, the first one we interviewed. I had reservations, Mm. such as the lack of eye contact, um, (laughs) that she was with me, not me with her. And (laughs) But she seemed fine. Um, She came well recommended. And I didn't have a Had she done it before? No. First time. What's the age? Like, Um, what? She was early 20s. Okay. And they mostly are early. I I, I don't know mostly. Um. I mean... The, the younger you are, the better the, yeah. better the chances are. Um, so I didn't have any reservations about her, but I wasn't like, this is it. Yeah. This is the dream team. <laughs> and Billy felt the same way. <laughs> but remember, we had lost so much time yeah. um, as I was approaching 50, and um, which is obviously a thing for me. I keep saying it. Um, <laughs> I'm 50. 50 years It all old. comes out in the microphone. Um <laughs> It's like therapy. You don't have to go now. <laughs> so cut, cut three sessions off. We're good. So the, um, the, as it turns out, the first surrogate was actually looking for um, a revenue stream so she could have money to leave her husband. Oh. So we had three or four transfers with her, all failed, and then she disappeared, left her husband, <sighs> and left us. Is which, it pay as you go? Yes. <sighs> Well, so as soon as she got enough, well, she was like, I'm done. what you do is you put a bazillion dollars in, a, in, in sort of like an escrow type account, sure. and they dole it out for the you know monthly based on you know the, everything gets paid out of that account. Um, so the the medical bills, the visits, the so she was like, I have first in security deposit, I can go now. Yeah, it wasn't work, and it also wasn't working out. I mean, you know, and it's the, not like something that you can put on insurance. Like you can't put her on your insurance. No, we to- had to we had to take out insurance. For her. For her. Yeah. You have to pay for all the medical costs. From my experience, and it may be wrong, but this is how it worked out for me, is that she could have used her insurance, but then she'd really be lying mm. because oh. it... not Because it's not her egg. Right. It's Got like, it. She's not... Yeah. Right. I don't know if lying, but I just think, you know, she'd have to, hey, I'm pregnant. And then all of a sudden, you know, she delivers at the military hospital and then like we're there. And then two days later, yeah. we're gone with the... Right. Like it's just, yeah. no, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So um, we had three or four transfers with her. Again, I guess I should know. And um, I think it was four, yes. Let me pause you. So you you get the donor egg. So how? So you, yeah, you, get you the, have to make a bunch of embryos, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So your question actually gets to what I, when I got paused, when the, I stopped you about the, the business, the mixing. Yes. Okay. okay, so you guys could mix, right? You could have like two buddies and not have a doctor involved and actually put two different 
samples in simultaneously. So we don't we don't do that with the surrogacy. There's we don't there's no penetration or anything, or there's no that the funnel from Amazon that it is you could buy it on Amazon. There's yeah. no funnel used. We don't do that much penetration either. <laughs> well, no. I, wow. <laughs> what? No, I'm just saying hey, there now. could be. You, you know the mixing part. So. <laughs> I just got so different. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. So I didn't say you, I didn't mean that no, you were a bitch, but um, <laughs> you get the egg, uh-huh. you buy the egg. One egg. No, you, you, you buy, you, a buy bunch one of person. Egg. You find a person and you, uh, $16,000 later, oh. she would have gone to um, the doctor and done a retrieval. A retrieval. And then you get what you get. Hopefully then, you, then you get count, 20 you, eggs. A, 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 a bounty of eggs. And then those eggs are tested. So if you get 20, there'll probably be 11 that are good. Yeah. Then you have those tested, and then you'll have about five that you can that are viable. And then so this is why you don't mix them. So then you pick and choose. The good mm-hmm. ones. You pick and choose the best egg and with the sperm samples from whomever you want to, want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so the eggs are actually, um, they're gestated for five days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they're frozen after that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in our case because we weren't there you could do that you know after on the fifth day you could um implant right away mm-hmm. but they, they're frozen so that's why there's no mixing Got so it. we wouldn't have put my sample and his sample in at the same time right. into the this one little egg so you know exactly whose yes. dna is for in. each one yes but you for each but egg you, when you, you did different samples for each egg Yes. So, so both of you. So were you put able some to... in. He put some in. Yes. And so then you see oh, what eggs oh. get to. Oh, I see. You I get it. Right. I get it. Then you see which eggs make it to five days, and then those are tested, and then you go with what's best, and then and are they keeping graded. track of whose is which? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I have two questions for you. Yes. One is going to keep us moving forward, and I don't <laughs> want to forget it. So did you when? At implantation time, do you put one of his and one of yours in? Or are they or do just that? the two best? Well, we alternated for some of the times. Yeah. I didn't want, I did not want to have twins. No, I know. I mean, so I do know now when you put in two, okay, so when you put in two, it's a 40% chance mm-hmm. of twins, which mm-hmm. is really, really super high. Yeah. Um, and then when you put in one, so the reason people put in two is not to get twins. It is because that 60% chance sure. that it's one, it's just, it's cheaper, it's faster, and, and you're guaranteed more success, I, obviously. Sure. I've heard also that they compete with each other, the two eggs. And so there's more of a chance of one of them yes, actually implanting. that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So me, slow and steady, loses the race, <laughs> insisted on one at a time. Oh. And that didn't work. Mm. And we only actually did. It's funny because we, when we did two, um, that's when we had our daughter. Yeah, how funny. So we were doing one. So what they do is, so when you have, when you get to the fifth day, you they're test, you know, they're tested mm-hmm. and then they're graded. So you have A plus plus plus, or A minus minus B <laughs> with the pluses and the C. This I've been through because I did IVF, so I do know a little bit about this. Yeah. So then you have your stash mm-hmm. of potential babies. And so you know all the test results. You know which one. It's like one. the smart kid and then the dumber kids. How exactly. Many, how many did you have in, when you did your retreat? How many did you end up with? 
each time was very disappointing. Oh, you we, had to do multiple retrievals. We had to do three or four. I'm telling wow. you, this is like, okay. I'm, te- I'm telling you right now, I, we had a really bad time. Yeah. What, what everyone from the doctor and our doctor was one of the, is one of the pioneers in this in Southern California. So he's been doing it. The second doc, the second doctor we used who we were successful with said, if it weren't for the, your first doctor, none of us would ever be doing this. Mm. He's such a pioneer. Mm. Um, and so the pioneer was, everyone was befuddled. The agency was like, you know what, when you, when you buy, when you test and test and test and you're putting in the A++, it usually works right away. Right. We don't know what's going on with you. You're just, you guys, it's just every so often, it's just, you know, bad luck. I was mm-hmm. like, that's it? Wait a second. I'm paying for all of this science, and then your explanation is bad luck, which is not an explanation. Oh. It's so frustrating. I mean, I had unexplained infertility. It's the same thing. I only did two retrievals, though. Wow. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, don't, I don't ever, I don't want anyone, I don't want to meet anyone who says to me, here's my story, and says, me too. Because yeah. I don't want anybody to go through yeah. that. There and there are far worse experiences. I mean, we ended up, you know, we closed the deal. We have our daughter, right? But there's a lot of people who yeah. don't get Still to cross struggling. the finish line. They're struggling. That's terrible. But um, it was it was really hell. It was really hard on our relationship. Oh, yeah. and the other thing is, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell oh, my family. Sure. Tell anybody. I actually told work when I was we were seven and a half months pregnant, and I said oh I may have to go on maternity leave. Paternity <laughs> leave. And like when? I was like in six weeks. Oh my god! <laughs> and I didn't tell my mom. <laughs> like, oh, wow! I didn't tell my you mom really for do three keep, years. You really do keep it close to the vest. And Billy was like, "What is wrong with you?" His whole family knew. His friend. I was. I don't Wait, have any friends. I, wanna... so I had nobody to tell. But I was like, "Oh, mm. it was really a. Bur- it was so stupid." <laughs> was so, when I look back, lessons on it, I was like, What's learned. Wrong with communicate. You? So, wait, I have to take, I got to ask you this question. So, yes. you weren't sure you wanted to be a father. I wasn't then sure that I wanted to have kids. That you wanted to have kids. Right. Then you go through this whole process. Uh-huh. Did that change over that course? Like, at this point, you're just determined to make this little being, no? Did it not change? No, I was conflicted the whole time. The whole time. Because, I, I mean. But you kept just, moving forward. Yes, it just kept. It kept failing. Well, you're on the failing. roller coaster at that point. You're right. on the you're, roller coaster. You're strapped in. You're going. Yeah. Billy was unwavering. Yeah. Billy was. Billy was determined. Because he moved you forward. Yes, he moves us forward. <laughs> he was determined, and he wanted this. And I just. And this isn't atypical of. This is not atypical of our relationship, where I'm like, whoa, wait. <laughs> Wait, you want a new chair for the dining room? <laughs> Meanwhile, I have like gone to Barney's and bought like 30 shirts and hidden them from him. But I'm like, wait, a new chair? We what? have to really think this through. We should <laughs> Photoshop some pictures. It's like that. You know, it's like, oh, I want to plant this tree. I want, to, I, ooh, a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's our dynamic. So should, I'm the horrible one. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, Can I take you back Cause yeah. to the part about we have that one lady and then she's gone because she's now got the money to get a divorce. So you had to find a new surrogate. Yes. And yeah. at the same time, so you're moving forward doing retrievals. And so you you find a new one and the second one is the one? No, we have mm. uh, three surrogates. This is, wait, wait till I tell you this. I, I hope, is anyone able to follow this? We're, we're with we're, you. Okay, we're okay. with you. So we met the, sec- we got the second surrogate who seemed lovely. She had seemed as the key word right, there. She had, um, again, they were a military family. They, um, 
happily married, you could tell, and she had a passion for and a connection to France, which I sort of do also. Like okay. I'm sort of like a Francophile, though I can't speak French or anything. I so there's me too. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> you just want to marry him. And you have a, I was, I've been noticing your shirt this whole time. Oh my God, I'm wearing a French, oh, that's so st- Cornball. Um, he is Paris Prince. My shirt says shirt. Paris. But not like the Eiffel Tower that I bought at the airport. It's, like it's a nice T-shirt. It's a nice shirt. Um, so, Jamie, this is the part where you go, no judgment to anyone who buys T-shirts at the airport. <laughs> I, sh- I didn't even think of that. Oh, my God. Oh. So, um, it is cotton. So, uh, we were, I felt more connected to her, as did Billy, than to the first person mm-hmm. and she was like go 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 we're gonna i'm gonna do this for you this is great and we're like cool so we had a transfer with her and we put in two mm-hmm. and um she got pregnant <gasps> and it was very exciting and um she was pregnant for 14 days and oh. then she lost them but what happened was she lost one of them, and the uh, the other egg went and topic. Right? Oh no! So that was sort of a disaster. But in the fourteen days from when she was pregnant to when she wasn't, and then when we found out about the entopic pregnancy, um, she cut off all communication with everybody and was very aggressive with the nurses. And just got very, very strange. And I feel, I'll never know because we never heard from her again. Um, and she said she didn't want to do this again with us. And we felt the same way. I just felt that she was so positive. She had been a surrogate once before. And she was so positive and so sure of her ability to get pregnant. And then when it turned out to be worse than not getting pregnant mm-hmm. because of the pain, that, what she went through, I think she just sort of flipped a little bit. And mm-hmm. um was really disappointed and angry. And mm. so we broke things off with her. That was really bad. That was really harrowing. And um, it was sad. So what, ama- what the amazing thing that happened was someone who worked at the agency, our, sur- our surrogacy agency, and a lot of these women who work at these agencies have been or are surrogates themselves. This one woman stepped forward who we had gotten to know and said, I'm going to do this for you. I'm uh-huh. going to be your carrier. And I was like, wow. That's, oh, I'm going to cry. It's sort of like if your coworker says, yeah. Yeah. you know what, I know that you're sort of heartbroken. Why don't we do I'll marry you. Like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. And I have to tell you, it was really crazy. And people think it's crazy when I tell them that. And it was the one time all of this made sense. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Really Especially like, given your whole thing about like the way you were looking at adoption and how you were looking at it is like the human part of it. it like yes. it's like that that was the connection. So um, we did a transfer with her, the the woman who came forth forward and <laughs> didn't work. And she said, listen, I'm not feeling this doctor. I don't like his his protocols for the medication. I've used this other doctor twice before. He does it this way, do it this way. I'm recommending you start all over with this new person. And so I'm thinking starting like dollar six signs. more months, because, more money. Because what was sick about the whole thing is that the doctor we were using was so desperate 
to help us and also to keep his success numbers up. Right, because it's reported. It's reported with like giving us super duper discounts on the transfers. Uh. So it became this thing like, okay, do we do another transfer in the situation that has yielded nothing, but we can afford it? Or do we start from scratch with money we sort of don't have? So we did the most prudent thing, and that was start with money we don't have. (laughs) And so we did... um, a transfer with him, and this is going to sound so corny and perhaps earnest, but it really happened. So in the room with the carrier, the the, per, the representative from the agency, the doctor, and I was there, uh, you know, because you watch the transfer on the screen, mm-hmm. you know, because I stay by her head. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not like anywhere in the, in <laughs> not the, by the, parts. the thick of things. And... Um, <laughs> I just, I remember it, and it didn't happen this way, but I remember looking at the screen, and I remember it just like a little, little flash of light mm. when he pulled back the little instrument, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, it's done. It happened. And I'm not just like, yeah. y- you know how you sort of retroactively, you know, when you fall in love with someone, yeah. it's always because it was meant to be, yeah. blah, blah. Oh, yeah, you re- really, refit the narrative. Right. So I'm not doing that. I swear. I just saw like... I just could sense it. And it was very quiet and still in the room. And I remember leaving there saying, I'm going to have a baby. Mm. We ended up having one, a singleton, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. A, a terrific pregnancy. Um, the surrogate felt great through it all. Mm. Um, a very active little growing baby. Yeah. Very uh, headstrong. So my daughter was born with, we're very proud of this, with one push. Wow. And then, and then they put that horrible hat on her. Those hats. Do you know that hat? The with hats. Like the, so stripes. The boy, stripes. So yeah. the boys get a hat and then the girls, they affix this horrible giant bow oh, to it. No, oh, I didn't get that. No, Ours were I've just like this pink and, pink and blue <laughs> stripes yeah. so that any blue. baby can wear them. Yeah. Well, any baby but they put an extra piece of fabric that makes it a bow. You were like, take that off immediately. So there's this photo of me crying, (laughs) skin on skin, holding my daughter. And everyone's like, that's so beautiful. And I was like, and every time I look at it, I'm like, that fucking bow. You need someone to Photoshop that bow out. (laughs) I need that bow out. It's not about the bow, though. Mary can Photoshop that out for you. (laughs) And she was maybe six and a half pounds. And... um, She's just, I'm sort of beaming right now, right? Mm-hmm. She's, um, she's awesome. She's a good baby? She's a good baby. Okay, let me tell you this. So I've heard this phrase two different ways. It's, one is the universe only gives you what you can handle. Mm-hmm. And then the second version of it is God only, give, only gives you what you can handle. So apparently the universe and God think I can only handle <laughs> an awesome baby that doesn't cry and has been sleeping through the night for four, since four weeks. Uh. And she's so easy. So the universe says, this dude can't handle (laughs) jack shit. So we're going to have this baby. She's going to be driving by six months because he is such a mess. We need a good baby. Well, it has been delightful having you here. Thank you so much. And I feel like you really deserve that baby. You do. I do. I do. Thank you. Billy Billy does too. too. Billy and I do too. Thank you. Are you jealous of Billy? (laughs) God, Billy. How could you? <laughs> yeah, no, I th- thank you so much. This has been great. It was really oh, great. It's, it's been great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. 
Wow. Oh my God. You're in love love with David Bittler. I love him. You really are. I I mean, he's funny. He's handsome. I know. You know, he's gay. What more could you ask for? He's like... (laughs) Perfect package. I'm a little jealous, Jamie. It's fine. It's fine. I'll be. I'll be over. Don't it. worry. There's no chance. Uh. There's absolutely no chance. And not that you would worry. <laughs> that got weird. <laughs> Anywho, right. well, you know what? I have to just have to say, what an amazing dude! Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe I. You know, you think we have it hard? Mm-hmm. Like the gay dudes have it super hard. There's, I mean, have no options. There are. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I gave you the I think idea. It was just if the you podcast. Think you're going to do it, but. <laughs> um. All right. Well. I've had a great time. Mm-hmm. Let's if you have questions for David or if you wanna, you know, ask us questions, we're gonna do we were gonna be doing a listener episode, a listener listener questions, questions episode. It's <laughs> so hard to say. So um if these ovaries could talk on Facebook, uh ovaries talk on Twitter, ovaries underscore talk on Instagram. You did them all. You can email us uh-huh. at ovaries talk at gmail.com. You got it. All right. So um come get us. We want to hear from you. We do. We love you guys. All right. Eggs. Ovaries. Out. <laughs>